Doggy doggy, it's carnival time. It's the 134th edition of the Canadian National Exhibition and the Menzoid is at the X. And my mission today is to actually win at those carnival games. Now folks, there's a misconception that the games are rigged, that they're impossible to win. That's not true. They're just very, very hard to win at. But I got my secret weapon here. Justin, who is not only an employee of Sun News Network, but he's a carny as well. He operates one of the games here at the X. And Justin is gonna come along with me and show me the ways to win those big plush animals. So let's see how we make out. Okay, Justin. My boat. Georgie. All your fault. Georgie. All your fault, Bill. You set me out and it killed me. No. Uh, Georgie, I, I, I didn't know. Bill, remember, that's not Georgie. Remember, fight it. It was in the dream, Bill. It was in the dream. And you let it kill me. No. I, I loved you. Damn it, Bill. That thing's not your brother. Come on, man. Fight it. Hello there, my little baby sleepyheads. How are you? You are my cuties. My tiny little cuties. Give me a smooch, you miniature milk basket. I love you and cherish you. I want to tuck you in and cuddle you into a puddle of pillow talk. Sweetie baby. Tiny baby. My little baby. I have something to tell you. It'll be our little secret. Can you keep a secret? Yeah? Good. Here it is. I'm on to you. I know what you're actually about. You think you're John fucking Lennon, don't you? You fucking coward. You piece of shit pig choker. You ghoul. You fucking steampunk fanatic. I'll end you. I will fucking end you. Welcome back to another episode of the Humor and the Abject Podcast, you railroad apartment renting Screedlers. My name is Staff Only. But you can call me Mommy. I'm the studio manager here and you can suck my fuck. There is a rumor going around that Art Forum refuses to write about Brad Tromel's work. Do you think it's true? IDK. I'm going to text him about it in a minute. Bruppeting wah. Bruppeting wah. You're a coward like Lady Gaga. Enjoy the show. Nipple. I'm Ira Glass. Welcome to Jackass. It's episode 17 of the Humor in the Abject podcast. One seven. One plus seven is eight. A sign of infinity. I will never die. Stefan Lee mentioned this on last week's episode, but I wanted to give a shout out and a sincere thanks to the fine folks at Rhizome who awarded Humor in the Abject a NetArt micro grant. They had like 500 applications, and I'm just kind of beside myself that mine caught their eye. 
Uh, what else is new? Mm-hmm. This weekend, I'm heading down to D.C. with my buddy Mike Welsh for the Juggalo March on Washington. I'll get a blog post up next week with photos and a little recap. I have no idea what to expect. Speaking of Juggalos, this week's guest is director Scott Cummings, whose 2014 film Buffalo Juggalos won the Grand Jury Prize for Live Action Short at the 2014 AFI Fest, and I'm not talking about the band, baby. He's got some new projects he's working on, and I got him to come by the studio to talk shop about the art of film, something that I know virtually nothing about. So let's get to it. Here's my conversation with Scott Cummings. Cool. Um, Cool. Thanks for you know taking the G in this direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All right. So, Scott, welcome (laughs) to Humor in the Abject. Thanks a bunch for joining me today. (laughs) Thank you. It's been a minute. I feel like we. I haven't seen you in three years. Yeah, probably since the last time that when we did a screening of of your film. Um, And you know, there's plenty to talk about here, Um, but. Because I'm going to this Juggalo March on Washington, I've got Juggalos on the brain, and uh, I wanted to kick things off by talking a little bit about the film that you made in 2014, which was Buffalo Juggalos. And Mm -hmm. for anybody who hasn't had an opportunity to see this, uh, it's a pretty unique piece of cinema. And could you sort of explain the process of how you came to be embedded in a Juggalo community and what the angle of this kind of film is? Sure. So... um Uh, It actually started kind of randomly. I wasn't like a big, I didn't know a lot about Juggalos. I just knew like pop culture kind of stuff. Um, And I'd met like one Juggalo once, you know, (laughs) and I was like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? There were, I had a lot of Juggalos at my school. I could see that. I grew up in Michigan and that's like. Are you from Traverse City? Yeah. And uh, Detroit is the home base of ICP. Yeah. So, but you're from Buffalo. That's where you're. I I am. And there's a lot of Juggalos in Buffalo, but, and I mean, (laughs) Buffalo is very similar in a lot of ways to Detroit, you Uh know. Um, So it kind of gets a lot of Detroit things. Yeah. Detroit's kind of like a big brother in yeah. a weird way. That's funny. My dad is from Detroit. My mom's from Buffalo. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> Maybe I should have been she, a juggler. She, sound, she sounds like a great lady. <laughs> yeah, she's cool. She's <laughs> Buffalo's finest. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so that's where the that's where you were uh, going to make the film. Yeah, so I lived here and I was kind of – I was actually trying to make a totally different, like much more straightforward kind of – well, not that straightforward narrative film. And uh, – I was like just so not interested in it, even though I was kind of proceeding with making this thing. And uh, I'd I'd had this idea for a film. Like, actually, I was just watching. Um, I was at uh, Lincoln Center, like at an experimental film festival. Well, New York Film Festival, uh, watching um, a pretty experimental video about parking lots. Hmm. And, like, I just read this article in the Village Voice about. Juggalos, and it was the first article that was like kind of pro Juggalo I'd ever seen, uh-huh. um, written by this woman Camille Dodero, who writes a lot about Juggalos. Um, and she's like kind of the Juggalo writer, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and, a uh, juggle anthropologist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't believe I said that without stuttering. <laughs> that was amazing. I was trying really hard to like think of what that word would sound like. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I, I guess I was like watching this film, and I was kind of, you know, I was just kind of like wandering in my thoughts, even though I was like super into it. And I was like, wow, this film would be so good if it was like 
if there were like juggalos in it. <laughs> and it was just like a totally random yeah. connection. And like I kind of told it as a joke for like months to mm. people. Like I'm working on this film just to like see what they would say. Mm-hmm. And like everybody like kind of thought it was a good idea. Yeah. And so I kind of like applied for some money for it. And I kind of somehow ended up getting the money, which was <laughs> totally, I never like get anything. Was it so. a grant? Or it was. was it, like... it was like this place, the Jerome Foundation. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, yes, I've been denied. For <laughs> <laughs> I've, I'm almost always denied for everything. I, I get nothing. That's so. a good, yeah, that's a good thing for anybody who's listening, who's uh, going to, yeah, the the getting denied is uh, yeah. you know, an art form in itself. <laughs> it's like even when I thought I wasn't going to get denied anymore. So it's like, and then it hurts more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I got that thing and I was like, oh shit, now I have to like do this film or else I'm going to like lose the grant or whatever. <laughs> so I put the narrative feature thing I was working on on hold forever. So you hadn't like, been, you hadn't even been like in contact with anybody yet. No, like, no. Like if I get this funding, I'm going to go for it. But it was like sort of like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had like, I had kind of forgotten about it. And mm. I was actually like really terrified when I got the money. And I was like, <laughs> Like, fuck, now I have to do this. Um, but it was actually kind of like, I don't know. I was like, I'd been in New York for only like a couple of years. And I was kind of like, I always wanted to do things in Buffalo because I'm from there. And I could never like think of anything that I wanted to do, like that seemed appropriate. Mm-hmm. And I'd seen Juggalo Graffiti and met a few Juggalos. And I liked that. The rhyme, like the the, I, it's not alliteration, but whatever you would call it, a buffalo and juggalo. Yeah, yeah. And I actually, it does have, it's very poetic. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> nice. It's great. It's the same number of letters. It <laughs> looks the same. And I had originally called the 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 pitch for the film was for a film called Juffalo. Juffalo. And, and Juffalo is actually a well. You can use this. It's a, well, you probably shouldn't, but it's like a very disparaging thing to say to a juggalo. It means a fake-ass juggalo. Whoa. So, I won't be calling anybody that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my place to... We're a juffy. Yeah. I can't... Uh, I have no position to rate someone's authenticity. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so anyways, Buffalo Juggalos kind of came out of that. And mm-hmm. at, at some point, I guess, like, I, I actually tried to make the film, you know, I had like kind of a day job in New York doing like film restoration. And I was trying to like do it on the weekends um, like just go like commute up yeah like go for the weekend or for like three days and like and like I just I'd met like I I met like two juggalos and they were just like totally confused that I like lived in New York City and like I wasn't really making any headway at all and finally I was like dude I just gotta like quit my job and like go do this thing <laughs> um, and it was not supposed to take as long as it took uh-huh. but it took a really long time <laughs> but uh so I quit my job and uh I moved to Buffalo again, which was always a weird fantasy for me anyways because it's, like, where I'm from. And uh, it took a while, but, you know, I started meeting, like, people here and there. Were you going to, like, juggalo hang? How are you you connected? No, I met um, (laughs) – so I met two people on Facebook, and Uh one was kind of like a a guy that knew people. Um, But at first he wasn't really much help. I think he was just – the idea was just too abstract for him that like somebody would make a film period or sure you know, people like talk about making films all the time yeah like like they talk about making films you know yeah but, yeah everybody's but, um, gonna make a movie but also I, I imagine sometimes they're probably like understandably skeptical about yeah. people coming and saying oh we want to profile you or do something else because they're probably used to being shit on <laughs> they <laughs> like, are but i think i like kind of came at a little bit of a sweet spot mm-hmm. because they weren't quite as totally shit on as they 
did kind of as I was making the movie, it got worse, mm-hmm. actually, I think. Had they been designated a gang at that time? I can't remember when. Sean and Scott weren't sure about the date of the gang designation. So, being the studio manager, I looked it up for them. In 2011, the FBI released their annual National Gang Threat Assessment Report that described Juggalos as a quote, loosely organized hybrid gang that are forming more organized subsets and engaging in more gang-like criminal activity. End quote. For those unfamiliar with the Juggalo March on Washington, it was organized as a public display of protest over this gang designation. Um. But yeah, so I moved to Buffalo and it took a long time, but I, I ended up meeting this guy and I'll shout him out. His name was Johnny Blaze. Uh-huh. Um, and he's actually a pretty good friend of mine still. Um, and Johnny was a, home, a homeless juggalo that I, um, but he was very like, he's he's like kind of a, he's like a very charismatic character actually. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like kind of good looking, like Italian guy from Buffalo, like kind of a cool, like good shape. He's got like yeah, yeah. shitty jailhouse tattoos <laughs> and like, he just like has like good presence and like everybody knows who he is. Yeah. And um, I went and met him and, uh, and uh, he was super stoked about the idea. And it was actually kind of fun because I'd, I'd actually thought Juggalos were like super white until that moment. And like, I met Johnny with his best friend who was like a black Juggalo and it was like, oh, whoa, what the whoa, like I'm already getting kind of like, I'm already getting kind of like checked out of my perceptions or whatever. But uh, They're a very accepting community. Yeah, yeah, that's their, I mean, that's the thing about them that's nice. It's like they're kind of, they're kind of okay with everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, like there's a juggalo, like harsh noise group from Rochester. Really? New York. It's just a juggalo guy who does like really harsh noise. (laughs) incapacitant style like screaming into a microphone Whoa. in juggalo regalia but he's a real juggalo they're really and, like, expanding the sort of aural aesthetic yeah, of that yeah. and he'll play and they're like i don't like that shit but yeah it's cool <laughs> <laughs> like they're totally cool with it like That's... which is like you know i at punk shows when those guys would play yeah, you yeah. Know, people would, like throw shit <laughs> so um so yeah i don't know um so yeah johnny blaze kind of opened the door and introduced me to a house full of juggalos, which uh-huh. was actually, it's kind of a, a commune, actually. Yeah. Um, and uh, once I met those guys, because they're so accepting, like you said, there was a little bit of, there was funny suspicion. They'd say like, um, they'd say like, you know, like, you know, where you're going to give us like royalties I can make any money. <laughs> and then, then two of them were getting married. It's a fair question though. <laughs> <laughs> two of them were getting married like three weeks later and one was and the guy, Paul, was like, uh, yeah, we're getting married, but man, you can't come to the wedding. I'm sorry. And I was like, cool, man. I just like met you ten minutes ago. So that's <laughs> totally okay. And then literally like forty five seconds later he was like He's like, no, man, you can come. It's cool. <laughs> That's cool. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so I went, and it was amazing. Was it a juggalo wedding, like themed? Yeah. I could really? Show, I could show it to you. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was the wedding photographer and videographer. Well, that was that... kind of my main in. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, um, They're like, all right, you can do this for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I made, I made nice photos for them. Yeah, that's And they cool. were stoked. And, like, they couldn't afford anything like that, you know. So that's amazing. It ended up, like, kind of working out in a weird way. Yeah. yeah. And you were, you were pretty, because, you know, I, I've... But this is a few years ago, and I heard you talk about it. But you were basically just becoming friends with all of these people, and kind yeah. of deciding what 
this movie was going to be together. Like you had a, my understanding was you had a pretty solid form that you wanted. You wanted to do yep. 30 minutes, each 31 minute sort of vignettes yep. in the thing. Exactly. Um, and, but they really did a lot of the art direction, right? And yeah. Like, it was, it was a mix. It was actually kind of a weird collaboration because I'm, um, I knew I wanted to make like this, um, <clears throat> this 30 minute film that was all like one minute cells kind of. And like I had ideas for what they'd be, but I didn't have enough ideas. Um, partially because I didn't really know any juggalos. Um, but I had some ideas based on like my own life or like weird things I liked. Um, or probably and, like spots in Buffalo or yeah, yeah. things like that. And so when I met these guys, like actually after the wedding, it happened. And I still had the, I was like kind of in a panic. Like what the fuck, how am I going to like pull this off? Like mm. what am I going to do? Um, after the wedding, like Paul, the guy who got married, was like, oh man, like, dude, you got to see what we have. We got 275 glow sticks left in this wedding, man. <laughs> and I was like, like just, it was like such a specific number. And he was like so excited about the glow sticks. And I was like, hmm, glow sticks. And I was like, man, there's got to be a lot of glow sticks in this movie because they have so many glow sticks. Yeah, yeah. And I was well, like. Well, it's got a really painterly palette. Like yeah. the whole movie <laughs> Thanks, is man. rich. In, like, <laughs> there's color. a lot of glowing things in it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and then I was like, man, I get, these guys have like much better ideas than me. Sure. Actually. All, all their ideas are better than mine. If If I have an idea, they'll they'll suggest something and it's almost always better. Yeah. Even if it's ridiculous or bad, like it becomes good or, you know, whatever. Like some of the ideas were really obvious and I like kiboshed some of them, obviously, but like, Or like you know. someone was going to go to jail or. Well, they, somebody <laughs> did go to jail, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry. No. Uh, but uh, like the first shot of the film is like Juggalo's on this car that's like attacking yeah. a shopping cart <laughs> yeah, in a street. playground or in a parking lot. <laughs> and that like the attacking a shopping cart in a parking lot is like just something I did, you mm -hmm. know? So that was like all me, but then they were the ones who like insisted on like riding on the car and they actually refused to not ride on the car. Yeah. They're all kind of hanging out it. And they yeah. They're a, hanging. They're like standing they on top flag, of it as it like moves. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like so dangerous. And yeah. I was like, dude, I, I don't like what you guys are doing. Like, let's not do this. And like, no, no, man, this is how it has to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so like they, you know, they I would always imagine give it me... being a different way. No, yeah. like, no, it was like... amazing. <laughs> I mean, like I couldn't come up. I couldn't even ask them to do it. Cause no. I was too freaked out. Like no, I, I was freaked out. They were doing it. But then, you know, I couldn't, couldn't stop them and then it was like amazing <laughs> so. yeah that's pretty crazy and so the now there are 30 different parts in each like what's the what's that kind of uh <laughs> filming process look like i mean you were there for a long time but are you yeah. getting multiple ones in a day is yeah. this taking like so i i was there for five months so it was a long time and i kind of stayed with them for four months and didn't do any filming at all mm -hmm. <clears throat> i would like take photos of them like sometimes like very 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 sporadically but mostly i would just hang out with them and i i lived i didn't live with them probably for the better but um you know whenever i was bored or whatever i like forced myself not to call like my old friends and i would just like call them mm -hmm. and they're always around and they're always like sitting around like hanging out or whatever um so I'd go there like every Friday night, every Saturday night, whatever. Um, so like I kind of – they kind of like just bring people into their fold. I mean yeah. I think all jugglers do this. They like, sort of adopted you at some Yeah, like. they did. And they do that with like – you know, I remember like after I left, I had like a weird realization because there was like a guy 
before I was leaving, they'd moved and there was a guy hanging around their house that they were like very suspicious of. He wasn't like coming to the house. Mm -hmm. They were like, you know, he was like, he was like feeling him out and like checking him out. And like, they thought he was trying to like steal stuff from them and stuff. Mm. And they're like, yo, that fucking guy has got to stay away from our house. Like, fuck that guy. And then like, I went back like a month later and he was like in the house playing video games. And I'm like, dude, I thought you hated this guy. What the fuck? <laughs> like we vetted him. And no, and now yeah. he's a juggler. Yeah, yeah, you know? cool. Um, so like, and that I saw that like they have a neighbor that's like a 75 year old veteran and he's like over their house like all the fucking time. Um, that's great yeah and he's like doesn't drink he's like totally straight laced does he drink fago <laughs> i don't think so he wouldn't even have any soda. he drinks like coffee oh yeah that's fine but uh but yeah so they kind of adopted me in that way and they like and it was weird because when i started filming it was weird for me to start filming also but for them it was also weird because i was like oh wait what are you doing like why are you doing this like mm -hmm. Like, why are we filming something? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it like had totally been forgotten that that was why I was there, including by me. <laughs> so, because um, it was pretty fun, you know. Yeah, I'm but. sure. Um, and then you used a you did a Kickstarter to get um, yep. some of the funding to finish it. And then did you do a? Am I remembering correctly? You did a screening at BAM. Yeah, where you actually brought the yep. whole crew down. Yeah, like yeah. Everybody so it was, came. It was super important to me to have them come. Yeah. So like screenings and actually like because like I mean this is like a little more abstract but for me the whole thing is like a weird performance like even like the filming of it is a performance and they're performing and I'm performing and like I don't want the performance to end so like when they like come to the screening it like kind of adds like another layer like yeah. to see it without them is almost like not seeing it you know? yeah yeah and they like, i mean they helped author it so yeah. it's kind of like of course you'd want them to be at the premiere too plus i'm sure they had an, i'm sure they got a kick out of like going to bam and just being like yeah, what's I mean, up fuckers for juggalos yeah yeah and <laughs> like, it was kind of amazing because like the bam they've never been in like a theater like that obviously but then like this this play like some ridiculous like tony play like got out like uh, as they were like walking up the oh, street really? like chanting you know and people were like what the fuck is going on like people because like, cool. they walked from like the holiday inn to bam yeah, yeah. and they people were like beeping and like you know like and then you know they came to the screening and i was like guys you have to be like polite i had to like kind of <laughs> lay down like just be like okay so you a couple of ground there's rules, another movie yeah. like you have to be polite oh it was like a back like to it. back they were in two yeah. and they were <laughs> cool. so polite like yeah, they were I'm so sure. nice yeah but it's kind of nice to like have this screening and then like have them there because i think it's like really easy to like look at especially like in new york like you kind of look at these things from like a safe distance or whatever sure and like even though the film is like kind of about that like then to like have the people people there like looking at you is like mm. a very different yeah thing, you know no i'm sure like having um well the cool thing was i think when um i mean it was a buddy of mine josh lawson who i don't know if he was in touch with you or if he had gone to that screening or something mm. but he, he was the one who first told I me about I it sent it to him yeah. yeah and then i mean i just remember watching it and being like this is the because a lot, honestly, like a lot of kids that I was friends with were juggalos and things. So mm. it's never been as much of like this otherness thing to me because mm. there were a shitload of juggalos in Michigan. Mm. It was just like a very normal thing. Um, but it was the first time that I saw something that wasn't just like, look how crazy the gathering is. Look at like, the, yeah, or yeah. like some kind of like, um, it was very obvious that you were embedded with them, that they were like ready, willing, and able participants and authors on this thing. Yeah, and yeah. putting things into it and like, representing themselves entirely and it was I, I can't remember i was 
doing some reading, and I, I wish I had like the tab pulled up, but there was something in Art Forum about this that mentioned something like you can't. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember what it was, but it was something about how like you can't really exploit like. Uh, a juggalo yeah, yeah. in a movie because they're like masters of their their like, own exploitation they yeah. completely like yeah. embody themselves yeah, yeah, and know yeah. exactly what they're doing and have chosen to operate on these margins and so it's kind of like and it was like in the film really gets that and I think that that was a very inarticulate way of me <laughs> around that <laughs> up, but well, it's like, it's like you kind of can't make fun of a clown like only an idiot exactly clown, yeah right? like, I mean like mm-hmm. then, then you're the idiot not yeah them. yeah um, it's a it's a pretty <laughs> profound but it, it was a really I just remember seeing it and just being like, and I don't want to use a word like, like generous is a stupid word because it's not like, there's nothing in it that is like you're babying them or like helping. Like it does, it feels like something where you went and you were like, I want to make this fucking weird thing that looks like this. And it just so happened that the group of people that you want to do it with were cool with it. And then everybody, (laughs) and then everybody went for it. And that's like such a different kind of I, I know you've pretty uh distinctly said you know this is not a documentary yeah and yeah. it's not a narrative based film and it's just this like i mean what would you call it i call it like a an experimental portrait but it's uh-huh. not really uh i don't even know if that's a good description um it is i mean because it, it also doesn't um yeah i think portrait is good because it doesn't uh it doesn't try to spin it one way or the other, really. Yeah. There's no the the connotation is left entirely to the sitter, like the person yeah. who's in frame during that thing makes their own like version of what a juggler is doing in Buffalo. And yeah, each yeah. one of them is doing something very different, and they're really like it's weird how long a minute actually is. Yeah, you know, like, and I'm sure you know this as a, as a yeah, filmmaker, yeah. but like a <clears throat> static shot for a minute is actually pretty like hypnotizing and weird and the film has this very strange pace that i think is nice it doesn't feel it feels like time is kind of like warped as you're watching it like it doesn't feel really really long but it doesn't feel really short either it's just this kind of hypnotic sort of wading through and just being like oh (laughs) like every minute you're like Huh? And then like the no, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but the hot tub scene. I mean, there's some pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's funny because like I, I so I work as like an editor <clears throat> for narratives and stuff, and so like most of my life is always just like cutting things like shorter. Yeah, figuring out how to like make things work by cutting. So it's kind of nice to like. I mean, also it's like partially just because I don't want to like edit my own work, but like to make something that literally can't be edited like i mean it's mm-hmm. edited it's sequenced yeah. you know and it's like there's an in and an out and that's like very specific but like just to like force myself to make it like a minute too because it's like because mm-hmm. you like watch on the screen when you're editing and like you just want to like change it's, it it's a know? cool like parameter to set up though yeah and and i think um going in with that in mind and that being the idea and coming out with that intact is, mm-hmm. is pretty interesting because i'm sure that's very actually difficult to maintain because you're probably filming this thing and meeting different people and being like oh what if it went this way or it went this way and it seems like the package that you sort of had as your gut instinct for how it was going to come across was very much the right one you know i hope so yeah (laughs) um i was like it was very nice when they came to the screening actually because i i knew it was like very far out um i thought i mean it's out like a formally based film like that is outside of most people's you know range of what they're willing to watch so i was like oh man like i don't know how this is gonna go but they you know they were really i mean i think they probably thought there should have been more 
edits. <laughs> they were like, oh, next time we can do more than one shot for a scene. <laughs> but, um, but it was like so nice when they came and they actually like were so into it. Yeah, you know? that's amazing. And they were big champions. Of, I've never had anybody like have, uh, whatchamacallit, like a adverse reaction who participated yeah yeah you know? no it seems like uh everybody had a lot of agency in that production yeah um, and, i think so and i think it it comes across when you're watching the film yeah thanks um we're gonna take a quick break and i will be right back with more scott cummings along with santa claus and mickey mouse he's one of the most recognizable faces to children worldwide but the recent rash of Creepy clown sightings is hurting Ronald McDonald's marketability. CBS 2's Charlie DeMar explains how McDonald's has changed its branding strategy and made Ronald a clown in hiding. <laughs> Making a happy meal with Ronald and friends. He's a friendly constant. Ta-da! Ronald McDonald, the cheerful, upbeat icon for the fast food giant McDonald's. I mean, we grew up with Ronald McDonald. He is an icon. The big shoes, the funny nose. But creepy clown sightings like these are proving to be a threat to Ronald's image. The company deciding to sideline their cheerful mascot, saying in a statement, McDonald's and franchisees in the local markets are mindful of the current climate around clown sightings in the communities and as such are being thoughtful in respect to Ronald McDonald's participation in community events for the time being. It's an opportunity lost. Is this going to hurt them? No. John Greening, a former ad exec who handled McDonald's marketing, currently an associate professor at Northwestern University. When something trustworthy turns on you, you begin to doubt everything. And I think it's an opportunity for Ronald to stand up and say he's one that wants to stand up and be counted. That's messed up, you know, that really just is not right for McDonald's to t take away Ronald. Ronald didn't do anything to anybody. You know, he should still be able to run around like a clown as he wants to. Clowns are not creepy, they're funny, and they're making a big deal out of nothing. Now, it is unclear how long Ronald's hiatus will last, but these creepy clown sightings, they have continued across the country and in the Chicagoland area, and in many cases, these threats have simply been hoaxes. We are live in the newsroom, Charlie DeMar, CBS 2 News. Rob, Erica. And I can't tell you how many parents will call and inquire because their kids are freaking out about these clown sightings, Charlie. Yep, absolutely. All right, thanks. I don't know if people have a new appreciation, but people have the people's attitudes are changing towards them actually yeah, in the last like yeah. two years. In the last year especially. And like I do think it is like a really weird special thing that like exists. Like, oh yeah. It's, it's like totally like what the fuck is this? Like if you were from another planet, you'd be like, What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're from like you know, fucking like China, you'd be like, Who the fuck are these? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is with this country? You know? So like um, you know, like it's, to have them like march on Washington, oh, it's, it's just such an iconic yeah. thing to do. Yeah, like, I, I it think just it's, like cements their place in history. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what's that's what's really fascinating to me about it is that it's going to be like it, it, it just visually, it's going to be like a really profound statement that's also very fucking confusing to a lot of people, yeah, which yeah. I love, like a yeah, mass yeah. display of just kind of. What people are like, what the fuck on? is going on? Like, yeah. Anything like that is, you know, certainly but That's what I always loved about Juggalo, you know, like to see a Juggalo walking down the street. And uh, When I went to that wedding, that was like my first real 
moment with them mm. because I knew them and I'd been around them, but I'd never really seen them paint up or I'd seen like one do it for fun. Yeah, yeah. And then I went to the wedding. They're not, they like, were, they're not living like that. No, no. I mean, the girls yeah. don't want to like ruin their skin. You know, yeah. the guys, like, they can't afford to buy tons of makeup and the makeup they buy is shitty. So it's just like not good for you. And they mm-hmm. know that. But I, I showed up to the wedding and everybody was painted up. And like I walked yeah. in with my girlfriend who didn't know any thing about this and it was in somebody's backyard and there were 80 people there in face paint and they all just turned and looked at hell us. yeah and it was just like this heart-stopping moment you know and it was like my girlfriend was just like let's leave what a, <laughs> what like, a, no we're the photographer yeah what an awesome show of solidarity for the couple who's yeah, getting married totally. you know, too. like just like yeah that's really great it was a fun wedding it was um, actually a really fun um, <laughs> but outside of you know you are not simply a juggalo filmmaker no, no. Um, and you've got you've got some new projects coming up um, yeah and I, I got to ask you about the uh, the one involving the Church of Satan, yeah. which I understand we were emailing a bit about it, and it sounds like maybe the the format of it is somewhat similar yep. or calls back to the same one. But okay, how how did you get in touch with the Church of Satan? Um, I and is it the Church of Satan in Buffalo? No, it's the Church okay. of Satan in the world. Okay, um, in general. I, yeah, I just want to make things that are like <laughs> things I thought were cool when I was yeah. 14. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, I still think, well, <laughs> there was a point where I was like, those aren't cool. And then now I'm like 35 and I'm like, Church of Satan fucking rules. Yeah. And yeah. like Juggalos rule. It's and just, <laughs> I, I just love these like uncanny things. It's like, yeah. like, what is this about? Like, who fucking cares? It's like somebody made the Church of Satan. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, like, fuck everyone else like it's the fucking church of satan <laughs> it's um, like literally prefaced on th- just being the most evil that you can possibly yeah, but then it turns totally. out but then it turns out that they're all like they're not like feminists and yeah. they're like really cool um <laughs> they're nice they probably they, uh, like they probably fight for 15 you know, minimum wage <laughs> they would not do that actually. no i'll tell you about that okay <laughs> but um, yeah. i won't tell you too much because i can't like be a real representative of them but um no and, no and I, I don't I, want you to blow the movie out yeah. before <laughs> yeah that's it um I um I uh, was trying to think of something to do. I'm also working on another more straightforward juggle film potentially, but not very straightforward too. Because I, I I've kind of had this idea I would just make lots of juggalo films and uh-huh. I'd just be like a guy. Who, I actually did like that idea, mm-hmm. but um I don't know if that's gonna happen. Or not. Um, but uh, I wanted to do something not juggalos too. So uh, I was just trying to think of something like that had a similar uncanny yeah yeah thing and uh. I don't know the Church of Satan. And something just that's also like just scary to squares, right? Yeah, yeah, and like, they have such like a f- strong aesthetic, mm-hmm. also. And it's like, what is this thing actually? Like they, like they have an. I mean, their aesthetic is you know fifty years old now, yeah, and it's like everywhere. But um, but you know, like something so recognizable, yeah. Um, but like super mysterious and weird. My old uh, this guy who was the he managed. This place called the Portland Storage Building, uh, mm-hmm. which there were a lot of artist studios and things like that in there when I was living there. And this guy Rex, he was a uh, I want I I don't know the correct terminology for the clergy, but he mm. was a somewhat notable priest in the oh, okay. Church yeah. of Satan. Um, and he had a completely bicked head. He had um, yeah. horns uh, oh. embedded under like subdermal like uh-huh. horns under and. Uh, Really long black goatee, wore all black. Is he like um, maybe 50? Yeah, yeah. I actually think he's kind of a famous guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he has this like pretty wild dog that actually. Does he have like. Imp- oh, he yeah. Just, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly like two little. They're like nubby horns. Yep, I know. Exactly they're like not. They're not like. Uh, what's his fucking name in legend? <laughs> <laughs> not like that big, but. Um, yeah, but. 
Yeah, he was, uh, that was very interesting. That was my first, like, yeah. kind of, I was like, oh, there are actually people who are in this. Because it was just so, like a thing in the Midwest that it was like, oh, the Church of Satan. Yeah, yeah, like, That's of course. Like a fucking I mean, real thing. It was but. like a thing that haunted my <laughs> teenage years, you know, like, Satanists <laughs> and, like, you know, the Satanic Panic. and Dungeons Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I played Dungeons and Dragons and I listened to, like, heavy metal. Uh-huh. And it was like, you know, they were, they you were, were trying like, trying to tap were, in to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that guy is like a big time guy actually and I don't know him yeah. uh, and I've never met him um but uh but I just actually I um I wrote to the church of satan just like info at churchofsatan.org. Yeah, actually. And I wrote and I said, "Hey, I'm making a film like are you interested in like talking?" Uh-huh. Um and my film is playing at Anthology for like one night for the the Flaherty seminar of all things. Uh-huh. Um, so I want to invite you because I knew they were in New York. Also, I was trying to find a project like in New York, New York, because yeah. like I just had a kid and it was like, yeah. oh, I can't like go anywhere so easily. You can't take another five months. No. <laughs> so I was like, okay, how can I like figure out a way to do this without like, like, you know, whatever. So, uh, so they, they sent a representative to cool. The, screening and uh we became friends actually like the um, um the cultural attache yeah kind of um but he's great he lives in bushwick actually and uh that's cool uh you know we kind of became friends yeah. after that um you know which is like the first step and then i met the the head of the 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 um the as you could call it the um the high priest of the church of satan who lives they unfortunately do not live in new york anymore so oh. my plans got fucked up they moved to poughkeepsie which i kind of like better actually it's very satanic yeah (laughs) actually there are a lot of satanists in poughkeepsie because of this cool um and honestly they uh they all live in um there's a bunch of them buying victorian houses fuck yeah that is cool yeah and they paint them black good and there's like a street with like two or three. Oh um, man what um that's it's it's pretty interesting actually there was a I don't know why nobody's gonna even fucking care about this reference, but there was a there's like a goofy no effects song one time that was okay. on like one of those, you know, like five dollar compilations or something. Yeah. And it was about like a punk rock subdivision okay. where everybody lived and it was talking about the singer from AFI and it said, uh at the end of my cul-de-sac, Davy Havoc's house is painted black. And I always just thought that it was really cute to think about, like, some some goth people moving in and, like, going full Adams family. Yeah, totally. That. That's fucking awesome. I want to go. People always do that shit in the suburbs, though, right? <laughs> I mean, like, there's always some fucker in every town that's, like, doing that shit. That's a cool, yeah. I'm glad that, you know, let your freak flag fly. It's <laughs> yeah. a hard thing to say. Um, but um, wait, so, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent here, but you're you're in touch with the high priest. and Yeah, yeah so I know him now pretty well, and I've been around a little bit. And I know most of the bigger Satanists in New York at this point. They go to Mass? How they don't. Often, they, but, is it pretty loose? Like yeah. the affiliation is just kind of like a we're just like kind so, of flipping the bird to. <laughs> so the whole like idea of Levian Satanism, which is the Church of Satan, is um, is that you know you worship yourself. It's actually a bit like libertarian. Oh yeah, that sounds ways. sort of uh, Ayn Rand, a little, a little objectivist. Is that how you say your name? Ayn they, Rand. They, yes, they some do enjoy. I could see the inner, yeah, the Venn diagram of Satanists and libertarians. I could see where that. <laughs> um, I could see where that lands. So they, um, it's funny, but yeah, fucking Ayn Rand. Yeah, man, I've never even read. Ayn Rand. I don't. My friends 
dad He's painted Ayn Rand. Uh, painted the cover to Atlas Shrugged. Oh, for real? I know yeah, that like the really totally. famous. I totally like, know that. Yeah, is He's, he a libertarian? I don't think he really. I think he just needed money. <laughs> He's like a relatively. Well, I'm sure. A- He's like a, a relatively well known artist. Like okay. not like a not like a blue chip person, but like people yeah. are like oh yeah that guy. But yeah, he did a bunch of. Um, Does he I feel he did, like weird about the fact that he did that now? I don't know. I I've never really been able to ask him about it. I'd love. Yeah. I should email him and ask him though, and just be like, "Where do you stand, man? Like, which side of history you want?" <laughs> yeah. But, okay. But. <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing to have in your like mm-hmm. your catalog. Yeah. Whatever, you but know? like you know, Paul Ryan has something that you made uh, in yeah. his bookshelf. Yeah. Kind of thing. A lot of fuckers do. Man. <laughs> do you ever meet people who like don't know that Ayn Rand is like terrible? There's um, a lot of people who don't know that. I think in college. Yeah, <laughs> no, there are people who read like The Fountainhead or Atlas Shrugged, and they're just like, "Oh, this is an interesting piece of you know, blah, 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 or something like that." <laughs> no. But then I think it takes. Um, I don't know. They made a movie a little while ago. I feel like yeah, they made about like a really shitty movie. Atlas Shrugged or yeah, something. Yeah. And I admittedly have never read it, and I don't really have any interest. You've in already watched the movie. I, I just, I just like to say who is John Galt because I think that <laughs> I know that that's from the book, and I'm like 99 percent sure that I probably put that in the intro to this episode already for no reason at all. Who is John Galt? Yeah, it should be. It should fucking, be. Everywhere. I think it's already in the intro for no reason other than I just wanted to be annoying. Um, but anyways, so you get a lot of fucking subscribers. Yeah. If you have that. <laughs> what if Paul Ryan was listening to this? Kian right Swan Galt. It's a Spanish language libertarian. <laughs> um, okay, but the so are you going to? You sent me you sent me a clip of it, and I will mm-hmm. admit I was super confused. I was like, "Is this archival footage?" Or yeah, are that you, stuff is archival, and that's um, from a different filmmaker. Yeah. That, so I just sent it to you for fun. Yeah. But, um, I was like, when the fuck did that's, you shoot this? That's pretty, yeah. I, I shot it in 1968. <laughs> okay. I was um, extremely confused. And I was no, just like. Um, although that's good to know. <laughs> um, sometimes for like narrative film funding, especially you, uh, for narrative film funding, especially, it's not so weird to like make these like examples. It's not okay. even like anything what it would be like, but like. I was just like, really confused by yeah. how they're, because I thought that I was like. Well, maybe I mean maybe Scott shot these. No, just like I was like, who the fuck are these people who somehow can exist in like what looks like fifty years ago of just like fuzz? Yeah, no, it's fuzz. It's fuzz. Um, No, they um they I haven't shot anything yet. Um, I'm I'm gearing up to shoot something pretty soon. Um, So basically, the tricky thing with them is that because it's such a personalized like personal religion yeah. um and it is like an officially recognized religion um oh, fuck, did they, they pull that off <laughs> they don't um they don't have like so many ceremonies actually they do do stuff sometimes and mm-hmm. i've been to stuff but most of it is like a person in their room at like their own private altar uh-huh. um you know doing stuff jerking off most of the time actually <laughs> well jer- in 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 Levian interpretation a sac human sacrifice is spilling the seed uh-huh. which in- so an orgasm is a death and that counts as oh yeah sacrifice. millions of dead sperm okay so you don't have to like kill somebody no, or, no, or just a goat you can just whack off that's pretty cool though um, i like that so that, that that sounds like a pretty good religion to me yeah <clears throat> um but um but yeah so you know, so I'm kind of meeting with people more 
one on one. I mean, I've been to like big things too. They they it's like fifty years old, so I went to like their fiftieth year oh, cool. kind of thing. Which is I'm that like the golden about. anniversary? Yeah, I guess. Oh, you can't talk about what happened. No, I I'm sure. A, yeah, I no, that makes thing, sense. Yeah. I, I'm um, not going to make you break an NDA with the Church of yeah, Satan. Yeah. That sounds like barking <laughs> but, up the wrong fucking karma tree. But it was pretty amazing, you know, <laughs> to go to the fucking 50th anniversary. That's incredible. Of the Church of Satan is pretty fucking great. So you're like, you're just kind of. I mean, you seem like, as a filmmaker, something that you're very interested in is a a these people who sort of intentionally. Um, self-marginalized yeah and, and i'm using and i that's a loaded term and i don't mean to use it to be diminutive to anyone who actually experiences marginalization but i'm talking about people who willfully are like we are misfits yeah or we are yeah, going definitely. to be over here we're going to start these different things and then it seems like you have a unique approach in that you like hang out with these people a shitload yeah, and like yeah. become their buddy <laughs> instead of i mean but it's like it's a critique though of so much like of documentary filmmaking, right? And, and yeah. I'm not saying that you're a documentary filmmaker, but that kind of going in and just like through the lens and just capturing somebody yeah, and, yeah. and then parachuting in and parachuting out. I guess I, you can't parachute out, but. Yeah, I had like a weird <laughs> experience when I was like, I didn't go to like, well, I did go to film school when I was older, but like, you know, I just went to like the local college for like normal college or whatever. <laughs> and I took film classes for fun and there were like, ethnogra- there were a lot of ethnographic documentary professors there um who are pretty well known and i probably would like their work now you know but um but uh you know i was from like a super working class family and everything you know yeah like the whole idea of filmmaking was kind of very weird to me but i was pursuing it and you know like there would be these ethnographic filmmakers who would generally go into like you know like a poor neighborhood in buffalo Mm -hmm. and kind of make these like films and they'd have like this kind of whole um spiel about like you know, the morality of their filmmaking or, yeah, 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 you yeah. know, you know, I can't even think of the fucking words, but you know, like this whole thing about like, kind of like the way they honored their subjects or morality or uh-huh. whatever. And, um, I was always just like, who the fuck are these people, man? Like, what are these people like going in? Like who, are, like in my mind at that point, I was like, who are these like rich professor filmmakers <laughs> going into like, what the fuck do they know about? Like a bunch yeah, yeah. of factory workers, you know? Yeah. Like, um, and I, even though now I'm kind of on the other side of that, I like still think that, you know, like a little bit. No, it makes sense. Um, and it's like, I think it's a, an issue that a lot of people take with that, type of filmmaking you know is that you it's clearly relatively exploitative and you're using people like as mark making instead yeah. of kind of like involving them or getting any kind of uh thing and i i noticed too that when you did the um and i imagine this is just sort of like a mantra but you had on the you had a tumblr for buffalo jugglers and there was this like ethos page oh that yeah was just yeah. sort of like different things that i thought were pretty interesting to just put out there as a filmmaker and also probably squash a lot of questions and i was too. i was kind of purposely trying to like say fuck you to those kind of people those exact people <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually yeah, 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 yeah. because it's like all things you're a lot of things you're not supposed to do yeah yeah for example like yeah and it you seems know. and it seems like too it's like a little bit of it is sort of like funny and tongue-in-cheek but also like yeah. very much just like well instead of being this instead of acting like what you're doing isn't inherently no matter what going to have some problematic right. elements yeah, no, to just yeah. be like fuck it no i'm going to be open and this is what i'm doing these people are participating we're all in this together and like so we can just skip that critique yeah like we can move on to like point b or something and i that's probably very helpful in steering the conversations that you want to have and i'm, I'm sure working with like 
the Church of Satan that these are, you know, it's an, yeah, another yeah. community that's going to be like very much like they're very aesthetic. They're yeah. not like these yeah, are people th- who. That was how, that was kind of what sold them on me. I mean, they yeah. liked Buffalo Juggalos, but like, you know, as long as like aesthetic is, I mean, it's also a little dangerous, the obsession with aesthetics, but like as long as aesthetic was like paramount, they were kind of mm-hmm. interested. Oh, yeah, because like, like they seem you know, sort of cultural. Yeah. <laughs> like interesting. Well, they'll be on like the History Channel and they'll be like, yeah, they wanted to like, you know, there's just like crappy shots of their bathroom or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, you know, they don't want that. Um, and I, I kind of like the idea of like myth making and kind of like mythologizing people who might not be mythologizable mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the jugglers, it was kind of like this new mythology of people that everybody already hated, but like how to like recontextualize them is kind of like cool and like mythological. Yeah. Or something. yeah. But, um, but yeah, the, uh, man, yeah, fuck, I forgot what I was saying, but it was something about, yeah. I oh, just the aesthetic, like, like, like yeah, their aesthetics like, and they're going to have a look that they want. Like these are people who think about, yeah, all the same things that like a filmmaker. And I, I said to the same presentation. I said the same thing to them. I said to the Juggalos, like, I'm an exploitation filmmaker. I'm going to make an exploitation film about you. <laughs> we both like these films, and they're because you know they like like stuff we like actually. Yeah, yeah. Like they just don't talk about it in the same way. But sure. like you know they've all fucking seen Gummo. Oh yeah, know? yeah. I'm sure they like of talk course. about it to themselves. Yeah. You know. So I was like, dude we both like this thing and they're like, but that's kind of like, and I was like, yeah, but you like it, right? Like, I like it too. Like, let's just <laughs> fucking like, let's just get past this hump or whatever. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm kind of like diminishing it a little bit, but I mean, I no, was very you're open that it was like, it seems like you're involving them to a point where it's like, you're just like, yes, clearly there are aspects of this that are exploitative. That is yeah. the nature of fucking filmmaking. Like yeah, if yeah, we yeah. can, if we can jump over that together, yeah. then fuck it. We're going to make something. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, of course, like if you're uncomfortable with something fine, you yeah, know, yeah. most of the time they're pushing themselves farther <laughs> in that direction and they fucking you're love it. You're trying to get know? them off the car. <laughs> yeah, totally. Or like, you know, the, in the hot tub, they're just we're supposed to make out actually i mean because that my whole thing was that, that, was, on, that is was one like, of the most insane things i've ever seen in my life <laughs> it's a heart-shaped hot tub and i was just cared that it was a heart-shaped hot yeah. tub i didn't care what they were doing in it and mm-hmm. then like I, I don't know like they kept going there and i mean i was not stopping them <laughs> but like you know and i kind of knew that it could have i didn't expect it, that to happen yeah yeah you know, like i don't know um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they, yeah, I don't know. It was more fun for them to like. Oh, I'm sure. Too. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's funny because like people sometimes are like, oh, I thought your film was exploitative. And I'm like, yeah, yeah it totally is. Yeah, it I, seems pretty I don't know good. what to say to you. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's cool. I'm excited to see what happens with uh, the yeah. Church of Satan and kind of how that collaboration shapes whatever you do next. But it's interesting to think about that as this working method that you're kind of going into. Um, yeah. It's it's tricky because I had a kid, which is great, um, but it takes away a lot of my ability to, like, go that deep. Yeah, you know? to be like, I'm sure, um, yeah, to just, like, immerse yourself. I mean, it's like you – it's a pretty unique situation where you're like, I'm going to quit this job and I'm going to go to Buffalo for yeah, five I can't months. Yeah, I can't And, like, it yeah. works out somehow. Um but I'm sure you'll adapt to it, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's taking me a while to figure it out, you know. And like the this this one is much easier because everybody's kind of around. Yeah. Um, it's just timing stuff. Is and it gonna? Are you thinking it's gonna be kind of similar in like these uh, minute long portraits of people and kind of following that? Or yeah, I mean, like you know, I just try to base my idea 
a little bit at least at first on their mythology mm-hmm. or their iconography. So, you know, I wanted it to be 66 shots and it would be 66 minutes and six seconds long. Yeah. And is the last one just going to be an extra six seconds? Or are you going to yeah, actually, actually break that <laughs> fraction down so everyone yeah. is in one minute? And- I'll just lie. I'll just <laughs> um, it's actually really a bad idea to make a film that length because it's not a feature film. Um, but oh, yeah, that's exactly. That's film. like exactly. So it's like, in the it's like a total. Hmm. It's like a to- which I did with. I purposely made Jug- Buffalo Juggle. It was like a bad length because I was like, "Fuck this! I'm just going to make." Because like everybody says, a short film has to be less than 15 minutes or whatever. Hmm. I was like, and this is the worst length, 30 minutes. And I was like, I'm just going to make it the worst length and fuck hmm. it. Um, and it worked fine. It so, didn't feel like the worst length to me. Yeah, no, I think it's perfect. It couldn't <laughs> have been longer and it could have been shorter. Um, so, but this, I want to be longer and it's a little more involved. Um, and there's like, you know, it's a bit bigger, but also the same. Um, yeah. So I'm just kind of taking a lot of their aesthetics, which are like black and red, obviously. Mm-hmm. And probably um just working in that world and like one of the things that'll be in there that is probably the first thing we're going to shoot is going to be like a satanic ceremony cool involving several people kind of similar to what i sent you except like an updated nice version of that so nice. it'll also probably be people's pants will be slimmer fitting but they're gonna that. be wearing jankos all <laughs> that. that's that's my contribution <laughs> uh yeah no they're gonna be very tailored um they look very nice generally satan it's very easy to spot them if when they were like oh the, we're gonna send a representative it was like pretty easy for me you to were like out. it was like the guy dressed mm-hmm. well yeah I was yeah like, oh okay yeah I know who you are. That's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm kind of working with that. And I'm developing with with the head of the Church of Satan anyways. Um, <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he's an artist also. I mean, the, the, the nice thing about the Juggalos is nobody is an artist. So that's actually kind of interesting because everybody can be an artist then. Yeah. Um, but whereas in the Church of Satan, it's a little trickier because some people actually are like legit artists and, mm-hmm. and they have like they have a, a lot of ideas. very formed yeah. thing that you can yeah, yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, working so that, with a community that's just sort of like, well, we're down for fucking anything and yeah, sort yeah, of solve totally. it together. Yeah. yeah. But, but I'm sure those are two different. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, I think it's fine. I don't know. It should be good. Um, and what about the, uh, what about this uh, South Jersey Oh yeah, Sex that's scene. just like a weird obsession for me. And I, I did this, so I'll just tell you about it a little bit because I was like, was it for of, the Chicago Underground Film Festival? Yeah. Or something? So I, I actually like I, you probably know this, but I worked in porn for a long time. Actually, I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't? No. Yeah, I did. Cool. Uh, I have credits. You can look me up on IMDb. No shit. Yeah, I did look at your IMDb, but I you, guess you, I just you have to look at my porn name. Oh, oh, cool. You have an alias <laughs> yeah. as an actor or as a no, director? No, I was like a, a <laughs> I was a writer, director, editor, but I didn't really direct. I like just. Kind kind of directed a couple like <laughs> dialogue scenes actually. Uh-huh. I would direct like some of the normal scenes and then my boss would direct like, Sure. Uh, I feel really like if stuff. you're going to make the kind of movies that you make, you have to have worked in porn first so that you completely understand it makes like you what feel less self-conscious about making people like Yeah. Do <laughs> I mean, porn the thing about porn, I mean, I never like directed on that level, but the whole trick or knack to making porn is like making people feel comfortable that's like number one that's it of course um like if you that's what a director does in porn um 
so I've been just kind of around this weird world for a long time. I mean, I'm not in that world anymore, even though I still am in contact with my boss. But um, but yeah, I was just kind of curious about um what had happened to like Times Square, you yeah. know, and um, and I always wanted to do something involving like that world. Um, and I don't know if anything bigger will come out, come of it, but I, I did some, you know, diving and I found out that there were like all of these, a lot of these places in Times Square, like the people, even the people who own them have like opened up. They left New York or got kicked out of New York, but they all moved to like kind of the Philadelphia-ish area and huh. opened up like really, really weird. Like there's like straight up Paris, Texas style, like mirror place. Like there's all kind of shit like that. Like, Whoa. but it's, it, there's a lot of it. Um, so I just made this little thing where I kind of went, I, 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 you know, I actually tried to make it like more legit, um, but they were like not into it. Yeah. So that, that's that's the problem. Like to get these people would be really hard. I wanted to do something in this this weird kind of gangbang club um, mm-hmm. that's not like prostitution. Actually, it's like people like show up every night and there's gangbangs. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the middle of fucking nowhere. That's um, cool. And it's weird. And like <laughs> I went to this place and it's run by a dwarf and it's and like a guy who kind of looks like John Waters. Yeah, he says that in the in the audio yeah, overdub yeah. thing and he was like, but nobody judges me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it seems again like a place where kind of people get to uh, just like explore that bit of like hedonism that we push away and whether yeah, that's yeah. wearing a bunch of face paint or uh worshiping a baphomet yeah, or yeah. you know like it's, it's interesting or having a gangbang <laughs> it, it's like all stuff that like was new york for so long and now mm-hmm. it's so gone um but yeah so i went and you know and i spent some time there and it was it was a really weird place man it was really fucking weird actually <laughs> it was like really boring though all these things are always really boring actually but like it was super bizarre I th- yeah i think that's what's funny about people having such like moral panics over any of these things too yeah is that it's like really like i mean i don't know why anybody would give a fuck what about how a bunch of people are having sex no like, yeah. really why the fuck would that bother anybody unless you're just like a like an insane repressed i don't know like just who cares yeah like, no it's why would you ever give a shit what somebody does with their genitals <laughs> yeah it's it's the place has been shut down actually a couple times but it always reopens um is it like is it like illegal is it illegal to it's like sex? really debatable because yeah. the deal with the place is you pay huh. five dollars to get in that's all it's, <laughs> yeah cheap. no it's five dollars yeah. uh, and if, but if you bring your girl it's free Mm. And then it's like this weird back part, but it's big of a bookstore and like people go there and it's like every night. <laughs> like it's, it's, I mean, it's like, but it's super weird cause it's very quiet. That's what I liked about it. Like you huh. walk in. They don't have like a bar or anything? Is no, there? no. Yeah. It's just like a weird back room and it's just like totally silent and there's just like guys everywhere and then like a couple of women will show up and then it's, but it's like almost silent, like all this stuff happening and they chase the women around. It's really interesting. It's chase really them? Yeah. Like the, a woman will come in, the door buzzes, a woman comes in and these guys like shuffle after the woman trying to like see if they can like. It's like, a, it's like a nature documentary. It's, it's like when pretty, the- I, I, I'm like kind of dying <laughs> to like be able to do a legit thing there because it was so fucking like, it was so interesting, like the mechanics of it. Yeah. Um, well, it's an entirely different language that people like a different language of consent. I'm sure that people are like not yeah, familiar definitely. with. Where like, you know, 
But it's it's so funny because people are just so prudish, you know. So yeah. Like, I don't know. Like my girlfriend doesn't care that I do these, go to these places. Thankfully, <laughs> she didn't like love that I worked in porn, but it was, <laughs> I was like the only thing I could do to make money at that point. But uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just pretty fat. It's all fucking New Jersey, though, man. Like all like the weirdest shit goes on in New Jersey. I'm sure that's cool. I don't know. Like I wonder if um, you know that. Did you ever see that publication, Weird New Jersey? Yeah. I wonder if that ever... Uh, Knows about if, my spot. Yeah, I wonder if that's ever covered. I think they're a little bit more like paranormal yeah, and yeah. like that kind of stuff, like the Jersey Devil. Yeah. I, I don't know if they go into The Jersey it. Devil is definitely in there. I have to keep this spot <laughs> like secret just so I don't, I don't get You don't need to. Yeah, don't blow it up. Don't blow it up. That would be, <laughs> I would feel horrible if I ruined a bunch of people's consensual fun. If they yeah, were having, yeah. You know? That's pretty fucking cool. Though, right? um, I don't know if anything's actually ever going to come out of that besides that trailer that, doing that thing was so fun though because it was just such a weird i don't know it was just like i just like a really weird place i don't know like yeah. i kind of want to go back but how also, did you like, hear about it you just find shit online and once yeah. you start following like the breadcrumb trail of like this goes to this and then like you know you've just like dive deeper into like reddit and stuff yeah and you can find out about all this kind of shit there was a uh oh my god that just made me think of i don't even fucking remember what the website was called but the like the whatever.com was hilarious, but this was when I was a, as like a freshman at Michigan State in, say, like 2000. And there was a website, and it was uh, places if you were a long-haul trucker to go and have like consensual uh, like homosexual sex in mm-hmm. different <laughs> places. And it was just like mm-hmm. a map of where to go. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like uh, it was like very proto-Web 2.0. Like user generated, you know, yeah, yeah. people that, putting up reviews and things like that. Like I mean, but that's sex is always what drives those things. It's like every yeah. innovation in any computer or internet, anything is because like porn thought of doing a thing yeah. first. But <laughs> there was one at uh, in the Memorial Union of uh, in the men's room on like the third floor of the Memorial Union at Michigan State University. And I just remember being like, oh my God. And I was like an 18 year old kid. And I was like, are there truckers that go in there and have sex? And then it was like simultaneously. Like, really sort of like, oh, 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 no. And then at the same time, I was like, that's pretty fucking cool. But, like, these dudes just meet up there and fuck. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, like right. they don't go, they don't even go here. <laughs> I love, I just love it because it's all this shit that just happens, man. But, like, you know, everything is so, like, the world is kind of boring. But then this other stuff happens. It was also really boring, but it's, like, just. Right, when you get down to, like. why is it, like, this, like, secret that's funny, yeah, because when Dang, you get down yeah. to it, I'm sure like there's, I'm sure there's a lot of admin involved in like the Church of Satan and people like standing yeah, dude, around like, before a ritual, yeah. and you gotta like you still have to like cater stuff. And, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, and then when you have a sex club that people are going to, it's like you still, you know, it's probably there's not like pumping fucking techno music and like yeah. everybody doing Molly or something. It's probably just a bunch of people being like, "This is no, my thing. No this music. is my thing that I'm into, it's and this is where I come silent. to do it." That's wild. What was cool about it was um, I think it's easier to find, like, I think the gay community is very much more. Um, Certainly less prudish. Yeah. In terms open of like about their. That or, yeah. um, you know, and that exists still in New York, like, and it's not that hard to find. But the that that world in the straight community has really disappeared. So I was like super like, where, what happened to this? This used to exist in Times Square. Like, this yeah. still has to be somewhere. Um, and, you know, like. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it was it was 
I don't know. It was weird. It was interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I, I don't know. I I really want to do something bigger with that. I just yeah. don't know. I I need. You know, it's like access. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Documentary term. I need access. But uh, I, fe- I I wondered if I kept going, like, and they got to know me, it might be okay. But you might have like, to start swinging that dick around. I, you know, I don't. Wanna, <laughs> I, don't wanna, I don't know if I want to go there. You got to participate. <laughs> you know, to earn their trust or whatever. You have to. Well, I don't know. I mean, the jugglers didn't make you paint your face, did they? They did. <laughs> actually, <laughs> cool, <laughs> they, totally, good. they made me do it. Uh, actually, only twice. That's. Cool. I also got a fago shower, which means I was like fully inducted into that's being cool. a juggler. That's cool. Yeah. Um, that, that was, was a. I was telling somebody the other day as I was sort of getting ready to go to, um, to go down to DC for this thing and. You know, they're kind of like, well, what's your angle? I was like, I don't really have an angle. I just have known what juggalos were my entire mm. life. And it wasn't like, it wasn't something that when like Vice went to the gathering, all of a sudden I was like, what the fuck is, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, those were kids at my school. Like, yeah, yes, yeah. I know those people, that is a very specific demographic that I am aware of. It was like, it just like Marilyn Manson kids. Yeah. Like there were really specific Marilyn Manson kids. Yeah, and yeah. then there were like ICP kids. And if to the untrained eye, you might confuse them. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but they're very different. Um, There's some crossover. Yeah, yeah. More of crossover course. from Juggalos into Marilyn Manson. Yeah, yeah. Way, um, but yeah, I was just kind of like, I don't, I don't really have an angle. I, I just want to go and see the thing. And I was like, also, you know, when I was, I remember growing up, Fago, which you know now is available in other places, I, it was pretty like Midwest specific, I think at that time. But yeah, it was um, an, an indicator of socioeconomic status when yeah, you went sure. to a kid's birthday party. If they had yeah, Coca Cola yeah. in two liters, you knew that that kid's dad and mom were making like pretty good money. Yeah, totally. and then when you went yeah. to a kid's party who had a Fago three liter of Moon Mist yeah, instead yeah. of Mountain Dew, you were just like, oh, you're also. You are also poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> cool. totally. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that was like why they embraced. The yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, their, their whole aesthetic is just embracing the fact that they're like, you know, it's like, no different than fucking punk. Yeah, or like anything else. It's yeah, a, yeah. it's just it is ironically just more self aware. Yeah, yeah. Like in a way where it's just like, like dressing like punk definitely makes you look like a clown. <laughs> but to just dress like a clown is just like, well, fuck you. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like you said earlier. It's like, a bigger you can't, fuck you than punk Yeah, you can't, ways, yeah. like, I know I don't look cool by any stretch of your imagination. Yeah. Like, yeah. I look horrendous to you. And yeah, that's, yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah. That's, but that's good. I'm glad that, um, I don't know, I'm glad that you're getting, uh, as you said, access to these people. But also that you're coming to it uh, in a way that's really different than probably a generation of filmmakers before you. Where it was mm. just like... I'm going to stand cold behind the camera. I mean, you're, you know, obviously earning these people's trust and with good reason um, because it seems like you're genuine and you have an interest in what they're doing. It's not just like, look at this weird fucking thing that I want to like aestheticize and put out into the world and somehow be like attached to. It seems much more like this is a process that takes a long time. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're that weird, actually. I mean, besides the dressing like a clown. Thing. Oh, yeah. But, I no, mean, like, I don't think... That's that's what's, like, so... A bunch of my friends were jugglers. Yeah. Like, I fucking know a ton of ICP songs. I know, like, all yeah. the, like I'm very... It's not that weird to me. Like, I don't, I don't really like to listen to ICP's music, but, like, if it were on, I'm not like, what is that? I'm just like, oh, <laughs> which, yeah, that's ICP. Which album that's would me. you be most happy? Oh, man. Was it The Great Malenko? Oh, the Great Malenko. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many. I'm a Riddlebox guy. Yeah, myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know. There were so many uh, kids that I knew who just would, like, 
who wanted to show you ICP for the first yeah, time. Yeah, and awesome. unfortunately, like that happened to me when I was really young. So it was like, I couldn't have my ICP cherry, you know, popped. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's such a crude phrase. I shouldn't say that. But um, I had so many friends who were like, check this out. And yeah. they would put it on and I was like, oh, that's ICP. And they're like, fuck. You already heard him, you know, because like you wanted, you wanted to give one of your like fourteen-year-old buddies the experience of yeah, yeah, yeah. hearing like, what is it, chicken hunting or something? I don't know. Chicken like, hunting yeah. is yeah, that that's a lot of people's fucking entry point. Actually, is chicken hunting. If you if somebody says what's your favorite ICP song, yeah, you like will never look like a poser if you say chicken hunting. That's cool. Yeah. Ne- that's like the one song everybody's like, oh yeah. yeah. That song's pretty fun. Um <laughs> but uh well Scott, thank you so much for coming by and talking Thanks, and man. it just kind of I was going to this thing in DC and I was like man, I had so much fun at that screening that you did a if couple I, years ago if I and know it was anybody like anybody who's going, I'll tell to, I'll get you in touch with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I What was the before we go, what was the cocktail that you made us? It oh, was um, pineapple juice. Yeah, fuck, man. Uh, it was Caribou Lou, um, which is rum and pineapple juice. Um, it's something else, and now I can't remember. It was fucking delicious. It's like the only time in my life I've ever yeah, it's uh, like jungle like juice. Had, man. It'll get you had it'll, rum. It'll yeah, it's it's. I think rum I got is, I think I got goofy. pretty twisted on it. Yeah. like we had a good, but no, but it was really fun, and I'm glad um to get to know more about your films and stuff like that, and yeah, yeah. and that this is like a. That this is very much like a practice and not just like a look at this weird thing I did once with Chuglos. It's like, no, this is like a really interesting process for a filmmaker, I feel like. And yeah, very like it's not it's not it's it's very work intensive, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, no, which I'm is sure. like the hard part about well, it. Well when but... you die, people are gonna really respect you. Uh, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll give them a ton of fucks then. <laughs> cool, man. Well thanks so much for right, coming man. in. Um, and thank you all for listening. We'll catch you next week.
But this is the part that we love.